Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. That's now the full name of the podcast. Yay, it's official. Uh, and we're on iTunes. Yay, so, even better. So, it, when when you do, uh, well, I said I was going to start with a question, but this is a totally different <laughs> question. Um, when you do, I should say, I'm Logan. I'm Jess. And uh, so my question is, when when you do y'all's, when you've done your podcast stuff, are you the one that sets all the feed and like all that stuff up or does somebody else do that? So we we have kind of an interesting division now that there's three of us. Um, initially, I did the heavy lifting on setting up the feed and making sure like everything got into the podcast house and getting it to all the places. Um, so I'm very familiar with the the back end of well, okay. the, the podcast host that we use, <laughs> but I, I, I think you use a different one. So, well, um, just like submitting to Apple is always the thing that I've really hated mm-hmm. because it always seemed to take forever. And there was always something that I forgot to do, like <laughs> something wasn't right. This was the easiest thing I've ever done. And I'm, like, so certain that, like, I've screwed it up somewhere it was so easy. And then, like, we're not actually on Apple. <laughs> so, um, but, I mean, I subscribed. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I was, like, I was able to see it. And I I don't know that I've subscribed yet. I need to do that. <laughs> um, I will oh, be doing that worry. as we speak. Uh, no, I do that. I subscribe to all my podcasts because I like I, I am to go back and listen. I about that. Because <laughs> I, I don't re-listen, but I'm, like... You, you really should so subscribe many. to your own podcast, right? <laughs> like, you should at least yes. download the episode so you get some kind of, like, credit for it. Not that <laughs> there's any real credit to get. So, anyway, um, that's not the question I wanted to start the podcast with, uh, which I, I think that's what we're going to do every week. We're going to start by uh, diving into, like, a question that the show kind of sort of asks. So... This week, while like I rewatched the pilot again, um, yeah, me too. I, so I'm I'm curious. It's a very basic discussion, but T, yes or no, and how? <laughs> um, love this question. First of all, uh, also because we're both Southerners, so I'm curious to hear your answer as well. Uh, right? T, yes. Always, in all forms, as long as it's sweet. <laughs> so, hot, as long as it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, sweet tea. iced tea. Sweet tea. Um, you know, it must be sweet tea. Iced tea with sweetener in it is not the same. Yeah, which is what I understand you get if you go up north and ask for sweet tea. They 100%. You, it's gross. Like, iced tea that is not sweetened and go... Here you go, here's some sugar packets so that the sugar just slowly sinks to the bottom of the cup. <laughs> exactly. So. I did not have hot, but cold, sweet tea, like an actual sweet tea until I moved to the South. Uh, I, grew, I grew up in, the, <laughs> I grew up like, in Ohio. Holy so. shit. What is like, this? Right? I was like, ooh, cold tea. I don't know about that. And they're like, you should try it. It's sweet tea. And I'm like... Okay, so it's iced tea with sugar in it, but but no, it's it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> if you are not from the South, you do not fully appreciate this conversation. But anyway, 
Um, so yeah, growing up, it, I mean, here it is. It may be a little bit better in in Atlanta, but like once you venture outside of anything like a big city, tea is iced sweet tea. Yeah. Which so it, it was impossible for me to escape that as a child, like because <laughs> everybody loves it. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where like. I'm mostly, I drank it because that's where, that's what everybody has. Like, mm-hmm. if you go to somebody's house, it's like, what do you have to drink? We got water and we got sweet tea. Or we got tea. They just say tea. Or and Coke. Like, right. uh, yeah, maybe Coke. So, um, but as I got older, um, I kind of, I just got away from drinking it. A, because like the, the sugar content depending on where you get it. And if it's homemade, it's probably extremely sweet. It's just like so much sugar. Um, And so like, I don't really drink it that much. Every once in a while, I will like just have this, like I want a glass of sweet tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just like every once in a while, like every two or three months, um, mostly I just drink water now. I have started getting into uh hot tea um nice so many options yeah that's the problem like (laughs) i'm like that sounds really good and then i'll try it and i'll be like this was not that good and then (laughs) so like i don't fall into the ted like it's one of my favorite jokes in the pilot (laughs) it's like always thought tea would taste like hot brown water (laughs) turns out i was right (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm a kind of sort of tea guy. So it it is an interesting question, especially in the South. Because, like, people just, like, that's what they think of. But, like, I've learned to really, really love a hot tea with, like, some lemon Mm. and, like, just, you know, stuff like that for, like, helping me go to bed or anything. I sound like an old person, but. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, tea's good for you. You can put a little bit of honey in it, a little bit of sugar mm-hmm. in it. I don't I know. I use monk fruit. Have you ever heard of monk fruit? I have heard of it. I have never used it. It's, it's very good, but very expensive. <laughs> ah. Like, the no calorie sweetener. It's like all natural. But, like, if you like a lot of, like, sweet stuff, you will go through a little bag in, like, three days. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, it's, like, it comes in this tiny little bag. But it's really good. It's especially good in tea and coffee. So, mm. um, which Ted does mention coffee. I thought about asking, do you prefer tea or coffee? But, like, there's so many varieties of each. Like, it's hard to. Also, you know, yes. Just Yes. If you're offering me a hot beverage, yes. <laughs> as long as it's non-dairy, I will take it. <laughs> For me to learn to appreciate coffee was very much learning to appreciate tea. Like the opposite end, like cold, super sweet coffees was where I started. Like oh, yeah. When the I first started Starbucks, with a Frappuccino. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a milkshake with a yes. little bit of like kick to it. And then slowly... I've turned into like uh, I can't drink black coffee, like like straight tea. Like I can't drink straight tea, man. Like that bitterness, just. Ugh. 
Oh. Well, but if you're doing the tea right, it's not supposed to be bitter. And the same with the coffee. If it's a high quality coffee, it's not supposed to be bitter and you should be able to palate it black. I have met a few coffees I can do that with, but it is not my go-to. I usually put sugar in it, I will say. Yeah, I'm very much a cream and sugar. And I, I, I even I will put a little bit of like creamer in my, co- in my tea every now and then. I give it yeah. a little like milky flavor. Uh, every now and then, yeah, it's good. I just have to be careful uh, for me on the dairy. I can't do dairy very well. Ah, uh, yeah. Ryan was like that. He just yeah. like, <laughs> but then he would go to the store and buy like <laughs> a half gallon of ice cream. I'm like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> All I do is ice cream. Every once in a while, I break down and do exactly that and just eat some anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so if you listen to the uh, introductions episode, then you know kind of like what we're doing here, which is basically just talking about Ted Lasso. We're talking about the first episode, which is just called Pilot, um, which is our introduction to all of the characters, um, including Ted Lasso. Uh, I meant to ask you this when we started talking uh, last episode, was Ted Lasso your introduction to the character of Ted Lasso? Because I don't know if you know, but uh, not to sound like all like mansplainy, but like there was a whole like uh, skit thing that he did with this character of Ted Lasso when I think Fox or somebody uh, started airing major league soccer (laughs) i did not know that love that detail though and kind of makes kind of makes some sense of why this character feels so lived in right from the start yeah yeah Uh, like he feels like like he had a firm grasp on like what it was all about that yes i don't know rare in a pilot yeah a hundred percent um i don't know if that's why that i don't know if the dance footage came from that but I feel like it did. Oh. I think they're all on YouTube. Okay. So oh. something to to seek out. I mean, okay. it was like two or maybe two years or so before the show. But I guess it's something that kind of like stuck with him. And like they, they wanted to develop it. And so much show, so that they had to like go and like get permission. I think it was Fox from Fox. Because the the oh. shorts had aired on Fox, so I think they kind of sort of had like some sway over the character. Um, but I mean, it is a little bit different, but um, it's still still there. So um, I did not know that, but that that is really interesting. That is that is kind of an interesting tidbit. So I'm glad you brought that up. So what did you think of like having like from first seeing it to like now rewatching it like were you just immediately in love with Ted (laughs) (laughs) I mean he's he's a very endearing character um and it at at first on a first watch when you kind of watch it you're kind of like like what's this guy's deal you know like is he is he really like this all the time and then you just kind of come to understand like his like how genuine he is. And it, it definitely plays out more, obviously, like as you get to live with the character over the next two seasons, you get to see him go through a lot. <laughs> but yeah, um, I 
I, I mean, I didn't like fall in love with him within the first like two minutes, but I was definitely hooked by the end of the pilot. I was like, okay, I love this. I did not expect to love this and I need to know where this is going. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, the flip side of that is I was immediately in love with Beard. Like mm, from mm-hmm. the second they start talking on the plane, I was like, that that's my guy. Like, that's the guy. I love this dude. <laughs> he's he's a great he's a great character and he's a great like he's not like a foil to Ted, but he's and he, he's more than just like a like a supporting person, you know what I mean? But he is a great character. I I have really come to enjoy his character as well. Um we also meet uh uh, Rebecca Welton, played by Hannah Waddingham, who, I, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna out myself. Um, I apparently have discovered in the last, I don't know, ten years or so, I have a deep affection for slightly older British women. <laughs> <laughs> Because like this detail. <laughs> immediately when she's we actually meet her before we meet everybody else. We do. And like the first time she like stands up and like starts talking and is like really just like commanding. I was like, I think I'm in love with this woman. Uh, yeah, I, this will come later, but <laughs> she's a boss ass bitch. <laughs> love yes. her. I yeah I wanted I wanted to ask that was like one of the things that stood out in my mind I wanted to hear your initial impression of Rebecca because you're right she's the first person that we're introduced to and even though the series is called Ted Lasso you can argue that a lot of it revolves around her and like everything going on in her life which is pretty fascinating and I was curious like so from the moment we meet her, we don't get the reveal that she's basically setting Ted up to fail. And maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So sorry. If I, I mean, it's all in the, I assume if you're listening, you've watched the first episode. We're, yes, we're going to avoid episode. until we get at least to the end. We're going to avoid any future spoilers. So, yes, this is all within the first episode. So is it halfway or a little bit past halfway when we realize that? She's setting him up to fail. Like, did you see that coming? I I was like all in from the start. I thought she was totally genuine. And I was like with Higgins. I was like, oh, I wasn't sure about this guy, but I think it's going to be great. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, he's he's supposed to run this into the ground. I was like, wait, what? I, so I, immediately, she, have you ever seen Major League? Yes. Okay. So I got immediate Major League vibes from like, the jump when I watched the pilot, I was like, Mm. this feels like a major league thing. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, cause you find out that like from the jump, almost you find out that she's going through a messy divorce. And like, so clearly there's something going on that like she, she has a chip on her shoulder. And I, I honestly, this might be the only knock on the show I have, although they handle it so much differently. That was the thing I was most worried about after the pilot is I was like, oh, shit, is this just major league, but with soccer players or, foot, uh, you know, uh, European football players? I was worried that that's the way they were going with it, which would have been fine and it still would have been funny. 
Um, I love the major league movies, but like that, that's the, the, the plot of major league is she wants, Mm -hmm. well, it's a little bit different. She wants to sink the team Mm -hmm. so she can sell the team. And Rebecca wants to sink the team just to piss off her now ex-husband. Um, but, uh, which I kind of love also. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, like I fully support like that i mean it sucks for those players but like you know you take the only thing that this man who did you so damn dirty like the only thing you really get in the divorce is the only thing he loved and you just burn it to the ground (laughs) it's just it's so good um but the show does a really good job of and we'll talk about it in as we go along, but a really good job of making it not that simple. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree. It, yep. We've got a lot more interesting discussions to come as the season progresses for sure. So, and I'm uh, Higgins is another, like I, I talked about yes. beard, like immediately I was like, Higgins is, and I'm I, like beard is the guy I wish I was. And Higgins is probably the guy I actually am. <laughs> so I was I like, Higgins. I really, really relate to this guy. You know, when she's like, uh, uh, he's like, that's such a beautiful painting. Bob. And she's like, yeah, do you want it? And he's like, I can't take that. It's worth probably a million dollars. She's like, good point. You should have said yes. And she just <laughs> gives it to charity to auction off or something. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so like, that's me. That's what I would do. Oh, no, I totally hear that because honestly, like I would too, like sometimes, you know, honest to a fault, which can be a bad thing. You know, it's like saying it how it is, regardless of if it makes me look good or bad or regardless of if the outcome for me is good or bad. Like I relate to that as well. And Higgins, like you at first, because this scene happens right in the beginning, we're only just now being introduced to these characters and you're like, why? Like, why would she do that? You know what I mean? Like, kind of dangle it and then take it away in, like, kind of a snarky manner. And then you realize by the end of the episode the reason why she is kind of throwing all these digs out at Higgins and then, like, kind of trying to, like, rope him in. And you, I mean, because you find out that he was the one sneaking, helping Rupert, I guess, sneak around behind her back, which was an interesting reveal by the end. I, I was not expecting that. And it, and, it, like, and it might leave you thinking, like, well, why keep him around? Why not just right. fire, fire him like you did, you the know, coach. the coach? Um, but it is, Higgins is such a, uh, such that kind of character. It, it actually, like, it does him more damage, you know, which paints right. her in a bad light. But it, it does. does do him more damage to keep him there and, like, basically rub his nose in it than it would to just let him go and him just go find another job somewhere else. Yeah, um, that's true. And especially when he kind of reveals he's like, oh, yeah, like, I can kind of get behind Ted. I mean, Ted immediately wins him over. And then that, you know, that's that same scene where we get the reveal where Rebecca's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. he's supposed to drive this into the ground. And you just kind of, like, see the disillusionment on his face. And you're kind of, like, he's kind of, like, starting to put the pieces together. And he's kind of, like, oh, okay, I get it now. That's probably the only reason I still have my job. 
<laughs> you're just trying to stick it to everybody that wronged you. Uh, speaking of the coach uh, that she fires at the beginning, uh, George, I think is his name is, uh, the actor Bill Fellows. Like, did it just, I guess this isn't technically spoilers, but did you expect to, like, I was like, oh, like, I kind of know him, like, I've seen him in British things. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is fun. Like, he's in it for five seconds. But then, like, he shows back up later, <laughs> like, as <laughs> as one of the, like, the pundits, like, the announcers, or not announcers, uh, the just the sportscasters or whatever. Um, and, <laughs> like, it's it's just such a, I mean, it's all the way in season two when he and Roy have a little back and forth, but it's so like it, it, <laughs> when you rewatch it, it like it becomes this like build up to like, we know he's an asshole when we see him in this very first scene. And then in like season two, something happens and you're like, ha, ha. like <laughs> it's just so good, man. It, it is. It is. Oh yes. Oh, there's so many, there's so many good things that happen. And I, have uh, I've not finished my rewatch, so I've watched everything through, with the exception of like the first three episodes once. So, <laughs> depending on how I may, I don't know if I'm going to go too far ahead because I'm afraid I'm going to start confusing the episodes. So there's going to come a point in time where I keep in mind I've only watched everything once. <laughs> so that, but that is there's so oh man, there's so many good things coming, so many good things, and that is so one of them. The, the players we meet almost all of the players mm -hmm. even if it's briefly that we'll get like a lot of time with over the next two seasons yeah um the two big ones being um jamie tart played by phil dunster and roy kent played by brett goldstein mm -hmm. now uh tart gets a lot more like actual like screen time and like interaction in the episode but i think it's just to show what a prick he is yeah um, kind of like a spoiled yeah rich kid or, um that's his that's his persona let's just say I, I i i mean you immediately dislike that dude from the jump right yep like there's no no hint of any you're just like i, I don't think i'm ever gonna like this kid like he's just <laughs> like it don't care how talented he is. Um he yeah, his ego fills the whole room. He knows he's the best thing that team has going and he acts that way. Yeah. Uh I mean the first thing we seem really do uh is that I don't know what you call it, the the flip kick thing. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, Ted calls it out. I'm sure there's a, a actual soccer or football it's, term for it. It's a bicycle kick. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called a bicycle kick? Because it looks kind of like you're riding a bike. Oh, because like one leg bent and then one leg straight. So it's kind of. Like, I'm not going to claim to know the reason. So if that is completely <laughs> wrong, don't add us about it. But, <laughs> um, Yes, I played soccer, so I know the terms. I know, well, I know the American version of terms. Not all of these translate. Some of them I have learned. Some of them I have learned from this show. <laughs> so. Were you like Ted when when she says, can't keep a pitch, a gaffer from his pitch? 
That's also one of my favorite jokes. And when he's like, I oh, am yeah. 0 for 2 in that sentence. <laughs> love. I absolutely love that whole exchange. I understood pitch, did not. I learned gaffer from this TV show. That was not a term I had ever come across in all of my years. <laughs> and into touch. <laughs> That one I did know. That one I did okay. know. Because if you watch like any sort of like British TV show, they talk about kicking the ball into touch. They don't. You don't kick the ball out of bounds. You do in the U.S. Like if the ball goes out of bounds, like we say the the ball's out of bounds. I mean that's just what we say. But yeah, if you watch any of the Premier League stuff or any sort of like European football, yeah, they talk about kicking the ball into touch, not uh, not that it went out of bounds. If that makes sense. He also uses into touch incorrectly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no question is into like, touch. I'm he, like, no, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> he, yeah, like he does prove his point and get it or win his bet and get it into a sentence. But like, even I was like, that incorrect. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, no, it, it would have made more sense if he had said all of your questions are now into touch or something like that. Yeah. Um. So uh, Brett Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, another actor that I was semi familiar with, uh, not much. He's done. Uh, he's actually more well known uh, in England for his comedy. Um, Isn't he a writer on this yes. show? Yes. Okay. Um, have you ever listened to his podcast? No, he has a podcast. I will subscribe yes. to it right now. <laughs> so you'll love it. It's called, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Um, let me pull up my podcast feed. Um, We're great. Sorry, I should have, yeah, I should have been ready <laughs> for this. So it is called Films to be Buried with, with Brett Goldstein. Um, he actually... He has a list of questions. The whole premise is he gets some famous or semi-famous people to come on the show. He tells them that they've died. And then he asks them questions like, you know, what was your favorite movie? What movie made you laugh the most? What movie made you cry? What movie scared you? Um, it just all leads up to like, you, you've died. You're going to heaven. You can bring one movie with you to watch forever. Like, what movie is it going to be? And it's just these people talking about their life and their love of movies. Um, and it's really, really good. Some episodes, it just depends on the guest. It's a lot of British guests. So if the accents bother you, probably not going to love the show. <laughs> um, oh, I have no problem. I am, like, scanning through the episodes. And I, like, know, I know some of them. I don't know a lot of... I know I know some of these people, but yeah, no, I mean, I have no problem. I am I am a huge like Top Gear fan, but like the original Top Gear with. um, Oh, God, um, why am I love this show and I'm blanking at Richard Hammond, James May and Jeremy Clarkson. Like, I love that show. So I've gotten decent with uh, he's got Zach Braff on here. I've I've gotten decent with a British slang and I have some British friends that I used to play soccer with. So um, got. You know, I've got I've got a decent knowledge, and the accents don't bother me at all. In fact, I love them. So, <laughs> well, I I brought that up because I started listening to his podcast because of the show. I was like, this dude's really funny. He's a great writer. Like I know he writes on the show. Mm-hmm. So I looked him uh, looked him up and uh, saw that he had a podcast. Subscribed. 
he is the nicest freaking person. Oh, I love like, to hear that. It is insane how nice he is. <laughs> well, especially once we get to know Roy a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I see where you're going This, with this was like after season one uh, or maybe into season two that I found out he had a podcast. And I was like, this cannot be the same guy. Like, <laughs> this proves that this dude's such a good actor because he is just the gruff, grumpy, like, he's it's like h- hard the, to believe. <laughs> he's like the definition of curmudgeon. Yes. <laughs> he really is. I love his character, though. Like, every time, just the growl that he does. <sighs> yeah. There's one particular episode in the future that I'm thinking of. <laughs> is it the uh, one with him and uh, McAdoo? It, no. Where they go play, okay. Although, I really like that one. That one is really good. I was thinking of the Christmas episode. Oh, yes. And the <laughs> love, actually, homage. <laughs> Uh, yes, that that one is very, very good. Um, so good. <laughs> I think the only the, we see we he gets like two lines of dialogue in this episode. Mm-hmm. One is if if you don't shut up or it's like if, oh. if I don't hear quiet, I'm going to start like punching dicks or yes. something. Like yes. That. Like, oh my god. Which is just like it just sets up the character like to a T. Like it it just does. <laughs> and the <laughs> and things you learn later about him and his family. <laughs> yeah. And then his he he gets one of the last little bits of uh interaction on the show, on the episode, mm-hmm. when he's walking out and Ted tries to talk to him and he's like Talking about his career, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't think it end being coached by Ronald fucking McDonald," and <laughs> like, it's just such a like, damn dude. But it's just, but it's such a good line. It's it like, is. I heard that and I died. I was like, and "Oh my gosh!" It sets up like the kind of like the unspoken. Well, I mean, he speaks it, so it's not unspoken, but kind of the un. The motto of like Ted's anthem, really, like he, he hates us now. Wait till we win him over, and like that—that's yeah. Ted. Like you hate me now, but wait until you're you love me. You're gonna hate it even more. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. Um, so good. We meet Nate, who yes. is our pitch man, or uh, I don't know what they call him, the A groundskeeper, kit man. Kit man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's um, in charge of yeah. He's in charge of the grounds. He's in charge of the uniforms, which are called kits in the UK. Fun fact: uh, cleats okay. are called boots. Uh, what else yeah, does he do? There's a whole thing about that in the second episode: the boot and the boot and the boot. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh my god, <laughs> my boot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Um, I forgot where I was going. I don't think I was going anywhere. I was explaining kit man. That's what it means. A kit is your like your uniform. So the kit man's in charge of all the stuff. He's kind of like the water boy, but a little bit more responsibility, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, at least now I understand why he's called the kit man. There you uh, go. Because I was. It's your kit. Yeah, totally. I was like, I don't, why is he called the kit man? So. Um, That's why I'm here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but here we are. Um, so Nate. Uh, who will be a uh, big topic of discussion uh, mm-hmm. as we go along. Uh, uh, like your immediate 
thoughts on Nate? I loved him. He's adorable. Like how he just, he was like, He's just, like, so cute. And you kind of, like, feel bad for him a little bit, especially because, like, the guys are such jerks to him. And it's just, like, that whole, like, locker room hierarchy, right? It's, like, there's always got to be someone to pick on. And the kit man's, like, the lowest of the low. Just, you know, like, all the guys probably pick on the water boy of the team or whatever, you know, pick on the trainers. I don't know. Like, whoever's below you, like, that's kind of what you do. And so you kind of set up this episode you kind of he's a bit of a pushover he's very unsure of himself he doesn't have any confidence and like just the fact that like ted even takes notice of him like means the world to him yeah. and informs his entire character yeah i mean really it really really does um like it's you know we'll learn more about his family and mm-hmm. like like where kind of all of that comes from yeah. But yeah, the fact that this guy who is now basically in charge of the team that he's like takes a lot of responsibility for knows his name, like completely starts a transformation for that character. Um, and you and you can just see that like what that means to him, because as we're introduced to the former coach as he's leaving, I mean, he's admittedly a bigger dick than jamie and roy put together so you can imagine how he treats nate yeah and so like when ted comes in and he's like hey what like what's your name like what do you think you know and he acknowledges him and he appreciates what he does like that's revolutionary to this character he's never had that yeah and uh, it it's yeah, we, I guess I can't really talk about it too much, Mm-mm. but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of it's going to we're going to come back to this conversation a repeatedly, lot. especially once we get into season two. Um, so who else do we? Oh, Juno Temple. Yes, uh, we have to talk about was, Keely. I, who I was very familiar with. Uh, she has done she's probably outside of Jason Sudeikis, the biggest name in the show so much so that i was like oh holy shit you know temple is in this like she's been in a lot of stuff (laughs) she has yeah um so i i i'm gonna say i didn't like keely at the start i didn't either i didn't either i mean as i rewatched the pilot i was kind of like i don't think when i first watched it i even thought two things about her like I was, you know, I was like, why would they, why would they cast her to play this like bit part? Like, it's like such a side, like back, almost background character is how you, in my opinion, how you feel yeah. about her after the pilot. Like, she's shallow. She is, I mean, you know, just kind of like playing it Over up, with like the for hot the guys. young dude. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, like, uh-huh. you know, I mean, the first thing we see from her is her walking into the locker room, like eyes shielded, like. Are, are you decent? And then like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Uh-huh. You know, like very, you know, it's like, ah, this is like, seems like such a vapid, empty character. I mean, yes, she's, she's vapid. a great actress, but like, it just is not something like there had to be, she, you know, not to get into it, but she had to know, hey, going forward, this is not all I'm going to be, right? 
Like I, 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 mm-hmm. I can't imagine she would have much interest in playing just this one seemingly one note kind of character. Yeah, and you could say the same for Hannah Waddingham and Waddingham Waddingham yeah. um with with Rebecca. I mean a lot a lot of these characters, I mean Jamie Tart, I mean a lot of these characters felt very one note in the pilots, uh but they they do flesh them out really really well. So if for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you've only watched the pilot, uh which we loved. I mean, the pilot's amazing. It's one of the best pilots I think I've, I've seen in a really long time. But some of these characters do feel a little one note just from the pilot. Just know that they they do flesh them out. And I'm also, and this is a discussion we can have uh, as we get more into like the characters we barely meet, like especially like oh yeah Isaac McAdoo yes. and Sam Abasanya, two oh, char- two people that become really really important down the line and very like I, I mean not really main characters but they do have a big focus on them oh, and yeah. you see them for a minute on screen um here so you don't really get to know you kind of get a taste of who sam is um isaac you get nothing from mm-hmm. isaac like you just see this a dude who looks like he should be playing American football. Right. <laughs> like he is just a linebacker, man. Like he is a <laughs> yeah. brick wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> like by the end of the first season, like I love this dude and I like Sam regardless, but like in by season two, I was like, Sam might be my favorite character. <laughs> like, I love he's, Sam. Yeah. Um, it, they they're just both so really really good and not even remotely fleshed out in this so it does make me wonder did did you know that you had this gold and you were just like holding on to it or were these guys like coming in as bit players and then the writers and showrunners uh bill lawrence brett goldstein jason sudeikis as they're you know, acting with these guys or directing or whatever, they're like, holy shit. Like these, you know, these guys are actually incredible. And so their screen time grows from that, you know, like I'm really curious about that. I mean, honestly, it feels very organic. Um, And this, I mean, this is something we can probably continue speaking about through the next, you know, couple of seasons as we're, as we're watching it for sure, but, or rewatching it, I guess. Um, but it to me it does it feels it feels like very organic and like maybe they had a few of these things in mind like obviously they knew where they were going with characters like Roy Jamie probably Keely obviously our main characters we're not really questioning them um, but I think with some of these like side characters and even some at least one character if not more than one that we've yet to meet there ends up being bigger arcs for them um and they get a bit more involved in the main cast so i kind of feel like it it may have just evolved through them being there and like of them like stepping up and i mean they're all great actors and they're given great material to work with and so maybe they just realize hey you know these storylines could work let's give it a shot and see where it goes um that's just kind of the feeling that i got from it 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 all felt very natural so i i felt like the writers had the presence of mind to like maybe see some of this and kind of like let it grow. 
um, as opposed to having everything mapped out from start to finish. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's probably right. Um, because I, part of me is like, if you knew, like, especially Sam, um, but if you mm -hmm. knew, like, how good this dude was from the jump, he probably would have been way more in focus in the earlier episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's a lot to do in a pilot. I mean, yeah, especially, especially a 30 minute pilot. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It's not like they had like a ton of material to work with. I mean, most most pilots, I mean, used to be at least like an hour, even if it was for like a 30 minute scripted show, they or like sitcom kind of show, they would still give it like a double like a double episode usually. Yeah. Um, so they I mean, they they really only had 30 minutes to pull off quite a lot. And they they did it real well um so there's uh four other very minor characters that we do get some time with the biggest one probably being james lance as trent Krim, mm. the most <laughs> stylish son of a bitch in the entire show i would i would probably I don't know if I'd murder somebody for his hair, but <laughs> I would probably think about it because, <laughs> oh my God, hair. man. <laughs> Trent Krim, the independent. Um, who doesn't get a ton of screen time in the show, but winds up being such, a, such just an important, very side minor character in like just showing us who ted is oh yeah 100 percent. yeah no i i really do like trent and he comes off as kind of a jerk <laughs> in this episode <laughs> it's just a fucking joke <laughs> right i know such a good line such a good line because everybody's thinking it anyway um but he he uh, i don't know how to say this without a spoiler but he he's a He's an important person to watch as a side character. He's he is pivotal to Ted's journey. That is a good way yeah. to put it. Um, the the other three kind of just go hand in hand, and I know it might seem stupid mm. to mention them, but mm -mm. I love them. I, Boz, Jeremy, and Paul, the three hooligans that hang out at the bar, and like, the bartender. I blame on her name. Is she in the first episode? Yes. Okay. Like I, she says, I, give them a chance. That's right. That's <laughs> they're right. like, they're all yelling at the TV. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, what is her name? I can't remember. Oh, Marie, Mary? No, that's not right. No. Um. Yeah. Marie. Uh, no. I, I think that's right. I'd have to have to pull it up on my uh my IMDb. So, um. But yeah, I mean, she's in. She's. In almost every episode, right? I mean, because yeah. they're always at the damn bar. Yeah, well, uh, the pub. They go to the pub. The pub. Sorry. The I pub. will correct your British where I can. <laughs> <laughs> May. Um, it's May. May. There yes. we go. I was close. Um, played by Annette Badland. Um, yeah, I mean, she's in, we've had, what, 20 episodes? Is that right? Of Ted Lasso? And she's in 14 of them. So she's in almost every freaking episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love yeah. May. I do, too. Because in most of them, she and they end up at the pub. Yeah. 
but anyways. But I, I love those three guys though. Like they're they're so just <laughs> and they do get a shining like a straight up shining moment in season two and an episode that I do not love, but they do oh, get yeah. their moment. Um I do but, not love that episode either, but yes, they are featured <laughs> in it. Um but yeah, like their brief interactions, I mean they cannot stop giving the television hell because Ted Lasso's on it. But then Ted makes a joke and uh, <laughs> that two just laughs and the other two just look at him. I know. It, it cracks me up every time, man. I know. I love that he just laughs. And he's the one that's in the next couple of episodes. He's like, come on, just give him a chance or something. Yeah. I, I love him. He, he's the optimist of the group. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's almost the entire main cast introduced yeah. in a 27 minute pilot. Um, not all of them get, you know, f- even remotely fleshed out, but like to do all of that in such a short span of time and it, to like give us a, like a lived in world, like, it's, yeah. like you said, it is probably one of the best pilots i've ever seen certainly for a comedy show oh like, yeah especially for a comedy show if you I, i've been re-watching seinfeld which i know yeah it, that show does not go over the way it used to but i still love I, it i like seinfeld you go back and watch that even the first like two or three episodes they're i mean it's rough the same know? with the office the same with parks yeah. and rec which are two of our favorites as well uh, which, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this in uh, the introductions episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, before we get to any spoilery talk, uh, jokes, do you have a favorite joke? We've mentioned a few of them already. <laughs> the, <laughs> the I'm over two in that sentence is uh, <laughs> is is pretty great. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, and then when he tries to repeat, he's like, okay, I'm the gaffer. I'm going onto the pitch for practice. And he's like, no, nah, they call it training over here. <laughs> he just doesn't do well with the, the Britishisms, and it, it makes me laugh. Um, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a quote, but one of the funniest things is just when he spits everywhere because of the fizzy water, <laughs> and it's just like an ongoing gag. And then at the end of the press conference, he says, and I'm so sorry for getting your stuff wet. <laughs> And then he goes out and he drinks regular water. See, I could do this all day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Uh, I I think my two favorites. I don't know. There's so many good ones, but two so that much. I think are very blink and you miss it. One is a visual gag, and it's at the very end when he walks into his new apartment and there's a welcome basket, and it just says Tim Lasso. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Oh, and no. It is sad, but so funny. Oh, I noticed some of the things in it, but I didn't notice that it said Tim Lasso. Yeah. Oh. Um, but like the quick-witted like when he when he meets um Rebecca and she's like, "Would you like it to her?" and he's like, "I'd love to see Abbey Road." <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so good. He's like, "I'm in of the club." Yeah, let's start there. Like it, it just <laughs> makes me laugh, man. And it's so uh, like Ted, though. Like yeah. you come to realize just like who he is, and he just like assumes everyone is as genuine as he is, and it's very endearing. 
And, and it kind of doubles back on like when they got picked up at the airport and the, he's yes. like, we'd like to make a pit stop. And he's like, so that's uh, Tower Bridge. He's like, ah, yeah, not London Bridge because it's still standing. Because <laughs> it's still standing. <laughs> oh, killed me. Oh. But yeah, it's not called London Bridge. It is. It's it's Tower Bridge because isn't it like right by like the tower, which is where I, like all of these crazy people in history were imprisoned and then famously yeah. beheaded on I, the Tower I Green. I believe so. Um, like Anne Boleyn. Um, well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna erase all that off the board. My absolute favorite damn joke in the whole pilot episode is, uh, how many countries are in this country? Oh yes, <laughs> four. <laughs> kind of like America these days. Um, <laughs> that like just Beard and Nathan saying four at the same time. Just gets me every time. I know. Um, oh. So, and I can uh, name all four. Can you? Name four? Uh, you probably can by this point. Uh, London, Wales, Ireland. No, I said London. I meant Great Britain. Great Britain, right? Well, Great Britain okay. encompasses Wales, England. Uh, yeah, yes. that's it's so confusing. I know England. Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. Yes. Okay, I got it. You got so, it. <laughs> well, uh, the Wales, Great others. Britain, like England thing is the one that trips me up every time. So I'm like, it's Great Britain. And I think of Great Britain as being England. <laughs> and no, it's not. Great Britain is all of it. Right. Yeah. England is just England, and then there's Wales and Scotland and Ireland, but Great Britain is, or is Great Britain all of it, or is Great Britain just Wales and England, and then the UK incorporates (laughs) Scotland. I legit asked my British friends this once, but it's been many years since I've heard the answer, and and I don't fully remember if, remember the, I could probably Google it, but I'm not going to. Anyway, if you know, feel free to tell us about it. <laughs> um all right so very briefly to end the show we're going to talk about some spoilery stuff um because i want to know like now that you've watched everything yeah did you notice it, like how many so spoilers for the future of ted lasso how many of the future storylines they actually kind of set up in this episode yeah i I was a bit astonished as I was re-watching it and then re-watching it again. Because, like, different characters pop up that, like, in a pilot, you don't think twice about. Like, the guy on the plane. <laughs> Let's do a selfie or an ussy or whatever uh, yeah, he says. Yeah, an ussy that comes back later. It's such a, it's such a weird gag that to bring it back, it's like, that's so great. I know, yeah. He's not someone you expect to really see again, and uh, and he he does come back a few times, if if I recall, because when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, that guy, oh, he was on the plane, totally didn't remember that. Um, and I mean, I mean, there's there's the obvious storylines, everything with Nate. I mean, you just it just jumps out at you what Ted means to him in this episode, yeah. and it it sets up his entire arc. Um, I mean, obviously the whole, I mean, the Roy, Keely, Jamie thing, I mean, that all, like it's set up, but not set up. 
Yeah. Um, I think episode two does a little bit more legwork. Uh, does like the good legwork of the Roy Jamie Keeley thing because yes. we get to see Keeley and Roy I think interact in the second episode because isn't that when he yes. does the pa 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 that's my favorite Roy moment doing like his weird American accent like I love that <laughs> oh yeah that's funny it, is it this episode or the next one or two where Keeley uh, runs across Rebecca and is like immediately terrified. I, of, like, the, it's the second episode, I think, because that's the okay. panda or the lion. And she's like, yes! fucking mental? <laughs> It'd <Yes>! be a lion. <laughs> yeah. And she's um, like so intimidated by her, which it just, it, it, it really sets up like their whole interaction for the series. Yep. Um, but that's, I guess that's an episode too, but I guess we're talking spoilers, so it doesn't matter. What else What else happened this episode? I mean, so much happens. I mean, you're introduced I, to I, everybody. I think it does a really good job. Like, uh, one of my favorite things about this show is how it builds up to you understanding, like, Ted's mental state. Yes, that's a really good, everything with his family. So, like, we really didn't talk about that because... It's hard to talk about it since we know the future and what's going yeah. to happen. Um, but that's a really good point because um, we, yeah, didn't talk about anything with like him and his family because like at first, like when he first gets on the plane, I'm like, and you see the 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 picture on his phone. I'm like, why is he leaving his wife and kid? Like, yeah, who would, who, what American football coach would take a job to coach a sport he literally knows nothing about leaving his wife and kid behind. Like, it just felt odd. And then, like, once he gets back to the apartment and he has that call with them and then you kind of get that reveal, you're like, oh, shit, they're, like, separated. Like, that's, like, yeah. a thing. Um, and then, you know, obviously, we know what happens to them in the future, I guess. I mean, I know we're talking spoilers, but I guess we don't need to delve into that just yet. We can talk about that yeah. later, but. And yeah. like the the press conference too, like how yes. like he's like it the show the the episode specifically makes it just seem like he's tired. It, it's a flustered moment. Like it, it's, but he is literally on the verge of a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand that until you get further down the line and see kind of like all of this come to fruition. Yeah. And. You know, he's never really had to deal with it because he's always had something else to just cover it, to pile on top of all of it. And now he's somewhere where he knows mm. literally one dude <laughs> and mm -hmm. he has to face down his demons. Um, I, I, yeah, rewatching it, that's the thing I've, always, I've been most amazed by is how the show seeds a lot of things really early on. Like even... Things like Sam being such a, uh, like, just too nice of a guy, you mm -hmm. know? And, mm -hmm. and like, we we don't get a lot of the Roy, uh, Jamie, like, heavy stuff. You know, like, that, that, that that's like, un, like a flower unfolding. Like, you don't oh, really yeah. get into that until a lot later. Like, I don't think you know anything about Jamie until, like, the end of the first season like where you really begin to understand what his character is about um about, about his dad and everything yeah i can't remember yeah. if that was season one or season two but yeah the, that's a 
huge moment in just understanding him. And it just, it puts that character in a whole different light. And the same thing kind of with Roy. Yeah. Um, and then that whole, and the whole love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I I don't know that I've ever seen a show seed so much. Like, it, it, I hate to, I, I'm going to compare it to a drama, but like Lost. Did, were you a Lost person? <laughs> yes. Lost is one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Like I, that show, once you like get to the end of that pilot, like I was just in, man. Yeah, I I, like, I, like I got to like, how did these people survive? What is this all about? Like, what is going on? What is this island? Like mm-hmm. all of that. And like, they seed a lot of stuff in that pilot and it fucking goes nowhere. And I know it's about <laughs> the journey and not the destination. And but like to Ugh. just plant all those seeds and, and do nothing like, with them. Yeah. Ever. And mm. It's frustrating for for when you're such a fan and you you kind of want those answers, you know? You do. Uh, no, you want it, you want the answers. They painted themselves into a corner and they didn't know where they were going and they changed their boat midstream and they're like, oh, it's just it's part of the process and it's all about the characters and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're full of shit. You didn't know how to answer your own question. Yeah. Whatever. I digress. And, and <laughs> this, this is a half-hour comedy show that does, like, only because we know where it goes, but it does such a good job of just either picking up on things that they weren't aware were there, which uh, given all the people involved, I have to think they at least had inklings of ideas of where they wanted to go. I think um, so. Especially with the main characters. It, yeah. Really did. And, and it's just, you know, Beard is another one that doesn't get a lot of setup in this episode, but he's also a character like he's probably the least fleshed out character on the show. And we're mm-hmm. two seasons into it. Like we mm-hmm. know nothing about this dude, except he's really into this chick that plays chess. Like that is it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very true. He's kind of I mean, he doesn't even have a he doesn't even have a first name. <laughs> so. Oh, we um, never. Oh, that's true. I, I don't think name. we've ever heard Do his you? first name. And even on IMDb, he's just billed as Coach Beard. Oh, that's hilarious. Does uh, Jane never call him by his first name? Mm-mm. What does she call him? I don't think she addresses him. That's bizarre, but so is her like, Maybe by like some <laughs> Swedish, some like sweet nickname kind of thing. Um, maybe she does. I I. Don't oh. rewatch that one episode enough to see because I know they text a lot. They so do. I wonder if if it's just listed as beard in her phone or what. That that's we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention at that. But if it's on IMDb and they don't give him a first name, um, yeah. kind of seems like he doesn't have a first name. He is. Yeah. Yes. At some point, does someone call him an an enigma at some point? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really is. He's a good um, character, but yeah, he's he's a bit of an enigma. Um, well, that's the pilot. Um, yeah. Re- I mean, I think we did kind of what the pilot did, establish talking about who these characters are, what we, 
you know, the jo- jokes we liked. Um, and there's so many jokes in this pilot guy. We could have spent an hour just being like, and this joke, and this joke, and this joke, and this joke. Like, it's just so fast. So we got the highlights though. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, it's it really is great writing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, it, it's probably the, uh, easily the best written show of the last uh, decade, maybe. Um, at least comedy-wise, um, Mr. Yeah. Robot is the best written show of the last decade. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no <laughs> um, kidding. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be back uh, in a week talking about the second episode. Um, in the meantime, so uh, we are on iTunes. I, I'm working on getting it listed everywhere else. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if you're subscribing on iTunes. Go leave us a uh, rate and leave us a review. You don't have to write nice words. You can just tell me how you like your tea or tell us. I shouldn't say <laughs> me. Tell us how you like your tea and then just leave a five star review. So that'll be that. That sounds great. <laughs> um, and uh, or if you don't want to leave a review, you can email us. The show doesn't have an email. The site has an email. Xwingfiles at gmail.com. Um, not really on socials. Uh, I mean, I am, but I, I mean, with the state of Twitter, I just, I like a lot of people was like, I'm just going to back away from all of this really slowly. <laughs> so, cause I don't know when it's all just going to burn to the ground. I'm old. I don't feel like joining new things. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, my, my uh, Twitter is public. If you, if you at me, I'll probably respond. Um, I'm at Jess in Atlanta. If you're uh, if you want to reach me. Um, um, yeah. And then she'll let me know. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back next week talking about episode two of Ted Lasso. Yay. Can't wait. Here we go. 